What's going on, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Oh Shift, This Is Happening. I'm your host, Chelsea Lee Rock, and we just go through this podcast of learning how to navigate life, how to find excitement and joy and create happiness, not just think that happiness is something that we're going to achieve, but actually we already have. And navigating the exciting, fun things that we have to maneuver in our lives, learning how to shift different things and to have different thoughts. I'm super excited you're here with me, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I do and who I am. I am a former fitness model, actress, turned coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and really just on this journey like you to find excitement and joy in my life every single day and to show you that every single day you get to be better and to have something in your life that means something. Hey, hey guys, it's Chelsea Lee Rock, and I have a very special guest with me today. I've got James Berrien, who is a singer with a classical crossover vocal group called Veritas. James, I'm so excited to have you on. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me, Chelsea. I'm very grateful to be a part. Awesome. So I would just love to know, and I'm sure my listeners would as well, like what got you into singing? What made you want to become a singer? So music was a big part of our family growing up, and my aunt was our pianist in our church back home, and she taught me piano lessons and all of that. And so I, I grew up loving music, but I didn't really start singing till I was 16. And that was because I'd, I'd gone to a concert that featured singers, like great singers. It wasn't just like a rock concert or a, or a pop dance band. It was just a concert full of different singers. And I thought to myself, that is what I want to do with my life. And so I just fell in love with the <clears throat> music again and singing. And I started singing in our, in our church back home because we didn't have a choir in our school. I grew up in this tiny town in Northwest Alabama. And we didn't have a, a school choir, so all I had was church choirs. So that's what I sang in. And then I went off to college to study music education. And um, then after college finished, I was asked to join this group, Veritas, which classical crossover is kind of interesting because it's like pop, but it has opera and orchestra as a part of it. So it's kind of, the group is kind of like five Josh Grobans, if that makes <laughs> sense, you know? <clears throat> pop songs, but done a little bit more classically and with an orchestra. And we actually recorded the orchestra for our uh, album here in Nashville. And so, yeah, 45 pieces at the famous Ocean Way Studios and all of that. So wow. that kind of music is what I love to sing. Like, I, I, I thrive around the orchestra and not just the, the pop stuff. So, yeah. That's I how love I got that. started. Wow, Thanks. that's really cool. Yeah. So what what is it about projecting music as an artist that you that you really love to convey to people? Well, I, I what I love about music is that you can pack so much, so many concepts and principles and messages into very tiny pieces of grammar. You know, like songs can say so much 
with saying so little. And not just lyrically, but also musically, you know. Certain songs, um, if they're just instrumental, have a way of moving us and helping us sometimes process emotion, sometimes help us, you know, move through a difficult season of life. Sometimes they're right there to help us celebrate the good things that are going on in life. I mean, think about all the times you've woken up in the morning and it's a good day and all you want to turn on is this happy song, you know, like the Pharrell song, because I'm happy. <laughs> anyway, uh, like that sort of thing. But then there are also times when music can help us process our sadness and our anger and our fears and those sorts of things. And so for me, music has always been a companion through different seasons of life, whether that's a great season or more more of a difficult season, you know. Uh, and to get to be a part of doing that in other people's lives, through songs, through singing, through songwriting and different things that I've gotten to be a part of, and to think about the impact that music has made on people that listen to our music is really humbling to think about. But it's just cool to be, a, hopefully, to be a positive influence and positive force in other people's lives through music. That is so cool. And I really like that you said that because I always felt that way with acting. Mm-hmm. Is I was conveying this this story of, you know, whatever emotion, emotion that they came in for, mm-hmm. you know, I could bring some joy out of all the stress that they were feeling or, yeah. you know, just something that that brought them something good and positive. And so, yeah. Well, it's connecting people. Yeah. You know, it's finding a way to relate to other people's stories. You know, everybody has a story to tell. And sometimes life can feel really lonely, like, oh, I'm going through this thing and I may feel like I'm the only one. And then I hear this song, like, uh, there's a, a Elton John song uh, sorry seems to be the hardest word is the name of the song. The opening line of the song is, what do I got to do to make you love me? Well, I mean, just right. sit with that for a minute. What do I got to do to make you love me? What do I got to do to make you care? Like, who hasn't felt that at some point, whether that's romantic relationship, friendship, parents, you know? So there's just... Phrases like that, music, musically how it's structured that kind of gets people at the core. And, and that's why people love that kind of song, you know? Yeah. So, and then you think about happy songs, clap along if you feel <laughs> like a room without a roof. We've all had those moments, you know, right? Where it's like, oh, life is so good. And I just, the song is getting me in all my feels, you know? Hits you in the feels. Hits you in the feels, right in the feels. And I love that. And to get to be, like I said, to get to do that and be that kind of connection point for other people, for their stories to connect with mine or to connect with other members of my group or to just connect with a song that might help them, you know, move in a more positive path is there's nothing better in the world to me than being a part of that. Well, I always like to say connection is currency, and I think that you kind of mm. said that in a way. And I really like that you're kind of stemming into my next question, which is about mm-hmm. confidence. Like, mm-hmm. what is a time when you just you weren't 
you weren't ready to get on stage, but you had to show up. Like, how does that confidence, how do you show up on stage when you don't, you don't feel like it? Um, I think the key to being confident on stage is preparation. I know that's kind of singular to the stage and not necessarily a life thing, but preparation, you know, it's practice. It's, um, thinking about what you're going to say on stage before you say it. It's thinking, going through the lyrics, getting them inside your head, getting them inside your heart, um, going through the music. Like there's this famous quote, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, 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 you know? Um, and for me, I, I feel like I've always been pretty confident on stage as far as like feeling comfortable on stage. A lot of, in a lot of ways, the stage feels like home to me. Uh, but a, I think a big part of why is because when I was a kid growing up and singing in church choir, everybody said amen. Even if, well, even if I performed terribly, everybody still said amen. You know, so having that that encouraging atmosphere to even if I messed it up, if I messed up a lyric or if I sang flat or sharp or whatever, they didn't care. They said, ah, amen. Yes. You know, and that was such a I'm so thankful for that foundation of being able to, you know, step onto that stage a lot as a kid because that gave me confidence to move into my next season of life which was college you know and so my story is I went from this tiny town where in their minds I was the best thing since sliced bread as a singer you know all these you know people always tell you you should go on American Idol or The Voice or whatever I never wanted to do that but I was great to them And that goes to your head a little bit when you're a singer. So then I went to college and I discovered that I, when I was at home, I was a really big fish in a tiny, tiny puddle. But when I went to college, I became a tiny, tiny fish in a huge ocean of talent. And so I, instead of caving around that intimidation, I used it to help me grow. You know, I, I didn't let the intimidation of other, of other incredibly talented people use, I didn't let that scare me. Mm-hmm. I let it inspire me because I was like, oh, I want to be like this singer or I want to talk to this singer and figure out how they do this run or this leg or how they phrase this word or whatever. So, which is carried over into my adult life now where if I'm faced with a situation that is intimidating or scary, um, I use it as an opportunity to grow as opposed to shrink back. And I think by taking those opportunities and, and leaning into them, that also helps me boost my confidence, you know, but today I've had so much preparation leading up to now, if I had to step into something that's, scary like like last week um i was hired to play gaston on a new beauty and the beast uh recording that sounds great yeah it was so much fun but it was outside my comfort zone because there was some acting involved in it and i'm not necessarily an actor i'm a singer and so but because of 
getting on the inside of songs and songwriting, you get into the emotion of, and the intention of what is behind the lyric. And that helped me step into more of an acting thing. And because I'd all, had all this studio preparation here and, and singing preparation, I was able to go into it more confidently, you know, because I prepared for that, you know, and I could focus on the things that I needed to focus on, you know, like the acting, I could focus, and I didn't have to focus so much on the singing, Yeah, if that makes sense. No, it does, and that's really interesting because you're talking about having like this thick skin that you kind of received when you were younger, so mm -hmm. it became this, this cool dance or whatever of like challenging yourself so you, mm -hmm. you became more confident and then it's it's like oh well I'm not going to shrink down I've already got that it's yeah. almost as if you had that that armor that you needed right so you went out and you were able to be super confident because you had already had that experience which is right. so cool right well people when they see a performer when they see a performer sing they know immediately if that performer is confident or not they know immediately if that person is ready to be on the stage, you know. Um, now, I will say there is also a difference between confidence and arrogance. I never want to come across as arrogant because nobody likes working with a diva, you know. <laughs> unless it's um, Diana Ross. <laughs> unless it's Diana Ross. And then, you know, whatever. Do whatever. Um, but I think honing your skills, whatever they are, you know, whether you're a singer, whether you're a writer, whether you are in the medical field or whether you're, you know, fill in the blank, honing your skills, preparation gives life to confidence, in my opinion. Interesting. I like this. And you guys, by the way, like this is totally off the cuff. Like James and I are just talking. I think this is so cool that he's telling me all about some of the things he's experienced and done. So I have one more question for you. Okay. And that is, what is your, well, I'm going to let you pick. What's, what's your favorite quote that mm -hmm. you live by? Or a friend of mine in LA, who's a studio singer, Okay. Number one call studio singer gave me this advice one time. He said, be kind and humble and let your talent speak for itself. That's kind of my mm -hmm. professional motto. Be kind, be humble, and let your talent speak for your, for itself. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, I don't have to push my doors open. Oh, I like that. You know, I don't have to drum up opportunity. If I'm kind to people, and if I'm humble and I come into a situation and just serve as opposed to being served, then that gives me, that that helps me become a kind of person that people want to work with. And then the talent portion, I don't have to, I don't have to sing my own praises. I just need to, I just need to show up, serve, and let the, the talent speak for itself. Some people will like it, some people may not, you know. But I've gotten a lot of work here in Nashville because I I don't try to push my doors down or open my own doors, you know. Just show up, do the work the best you can, be kind and nice to people, and usually they want to work with you again. You yes. So, so that servant mentality mm -hmm. is yes. the way to go. Yep, absolutely. Okay. One more question because yeah. I really want to ask you. 
is there a book you're reading or something, or you want to share uh, maybe something that's happening with your group right now? Yeah, so I'll answer both of those questions. Um, our group is recording a brand new album right now. It's Ooh. called Decades, which is very exciting. Okay. Some of the best songs of each decade from the early 1900s up to the 2000s. And so we're working on that in Miami with a Grammy Award winning producer down there. His name is Rudy Perez. Amazing producer. He's produced Christina Aguilera, Beyonce, Julio Iglesias. Like the guy's got street cred in that's, the music that's industry. And so we're really excited about that. That'll be a full symphony album and we'll be touring that in symphony halls and theaters and that sort of thing. Um, and if your listeners want to learn more about the group, they can go to Veritas5, F-I-V-E.com. And you can also search for us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook using that same handle and stuff. And then as far as a book I'm reading, I, I, I am a Christian and... My, but I'm very selective about who I let speak into my spiritual life. So I listen to my pastor and I listen to Bob Goff, G-O-F-F oh, yeah. is his last name. Motivational speaker. Guy. He's a motivational speaker, but he's just brilliant. So his book, Love Does, is just one of my all-time favorites. And then the follow-up book to that is Everybody Always. So those have really helped shape how I interact with other people. And uh, yeah, so... There's that. And if you're, if you like me, cause I'm humble <laughs> and I'm letting my talent speak for itself. I'm available at Instagram at James Berrien. Always taking a follower. How do we spell Berrien? B-E-R-R-I-A-N. <laughs> How's that for humble? Super humble. Yes. Well, I'm so excited that you came on here Thanks. and joined me. Thanks for having me. You guys, listen in for another episode. This is Chelsea Rock, your host, and I will see you guys later.